Yo, what's poppin', everybody? Welcome back to the Break Starter Podcast, where you get to listen to our beautiful voices. But, special surprise, you get to listen to another beautiful voice. My friend, our friend, Jeffrey Friggin' Marshall. Jeffrey Frig, Friggin' 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 Marshall. <laughs> Hello. Uh, there we go, Jeff. What's uh, poppin'? This is a this is the first time we're doing like a fully remote podcast through Anchor, so we're kind of testing out Anchor. I know you guys listen to the first thirty seconds of our podcast, so bam, there's your shout out super early. Um, but so if there's any audio problems, I'm sorry. This is the first time we're doing it, but we're just gonna run it through. We want to have Jeff on for this uh, draft, as the title probably you can tell by now. Um, but Jeff, go ahead and kind of kick us off a little bit, introduce yourself again. I know you've been on already, but uh, just kind of if anyone's missed that special special episode that you're on at first. Run down who you are just a little bit, and then we'll hop right into it. Name is Jeffrey Marshall. I am from Groom, Texas, the Groom America, as people say here. Um, population like 500 people. Anyway. Um, Not that boy. Yeah, uh, yeah, way lower. Way hey, lower. hey, 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 hey. They just did a census, and it was 556. Jeff's family has five of those. Just seen five or six. Like, they're about what? Like, dang, you're 1%. Did they, did they count Percy in that? <laughs> No animals. <laughs> um, I met Zach and Sean probably about eight years ago on Xbox playing 2K. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so let's do, uh, uh, as you can tell, we're going to do a little draft. Um, we're going to do Serpentine. Uh, we're going to do a starting five and then a sixth man. Um, I, I got, I'm not going to just randomize the order because before we've given our guest uh, the first pick right off the bat. But um, I think we're closing in on ten years. Actually, I think twenty twelve would be our thing. It was two K thirteen for sure. Yeah, so we might even be before that. That'd be two thousand eleven then. Because I I know I posted a YouTube video about us meeting after six years, mm-hmm. and that was over three years ago. So yeah, yeah that was like twenty nineteen summer. Well, yeah. well, welcome to the decade, Mark Jeffrey. I love seeing you. Um, it up. So I just rolled the order. You guys want to know the order? Or you want to know what my spice up thing is? Uh, tell us the order. All right, the order is yours truly at number one. Then we have Sean, dead middle, and then we have Jeff hitting that comeback back to back picks on the end. Now to spice it up, uh, I had to, I came up with this just because I was like, all right, I don't want the super big advantage if we do have someone get first conveniently. Of course, I draw first myself. Each one of us is going to remove a player from the pool. Okay? Oh, boy. So, And keep in mind, this is everyone under 24. So 23 years old, all the way up to 364 days and under. Um, So we'll actually go in the same order we had for draft-wise, just almost as like a fake first round, and then we'll start getting straight into the draft. Um, My player that I'm going to remove from the list, just a is going to be Luka Doncic. Um, me and Sean were already kind of considering taking him out in the first place just because it's going to be a pretty big advantage compared to – I mean, we think there's a lot of, like, really good players on this list anyway. Yeah. But um, he he definitely is a big advantage as far as whichever team gets him, especially with only three teams. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and use that mine on him, even though he would have been my first overall pick. Uh, Sean? Well, if Luka wasn't – like, if we had the regular teams, then John Morant would have been my pick. So I'm going to take him out. Okay, okay. I'm screwing myself in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, your choice to remove someone. 
I'm going to go with the clear-cut third-best player under 23 – or 23 and under. I'm going to take Zion out. Okay, okay, okay. Now, one thing that I did notice whenever I was going through this is there, the skill level of the bigs, I guess, if you, if you sort them like that, is very, very depleted in my opinion. So, Jeff removing Zion is a is a tough one. I, it definitely is a big wrench for us. Um, so, I'm going to keep track of our serpentine path and as well as who gets who. Uh, but I'll go ahead and start us off with uh, – I mean – he, I took him early in Dynasty when we did our draft. He's got to be my number one pick. I'm going with Lamelo as the yeah. first overall pick in our draft. 21 years old, um, rookie of the year. Probably one of my favorite guards, um, but uh, I wouldn't say it's a no-brainer because there's a lot, a lot of talent right here, but I'm going to go with Lamelo as my cornerstone. All right. So with my pick, I'm hmm. – so, knowing that there's not a ton of bigs, I might go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and scoop up Paolo Boncaro. Okay, okay. Because okay. I know there's not a ton of bigs in this draft. So, I'm going to go ahead and get mine early okay. so that, obviously, the big star power is going to be hopefully leaning in my favor. I think you actually do get, like, a great pull there. I was surprised to see... I was not surprised. I was curious to see where he went just based on age wise. Cause again, we are trying to build the best team to play, but as well as through the future, I guess just like an overall best. Um, so seeing that team with him only being 20, he is definitely a tough one. I, I wasn't sure. If, I wasn't sure. If, I almost took him at one just as for the scarcity, but you like to pick Sean. Yeah. I was gonna Obviously, go with John Morant if we didn't take them out. He probably would have – Paolo probably would have been second round. Okay. But, I mean, obviously, he's getting taken first round right here. So, mm-hmm. Jeff, you're going to be up. You got back-to-back picks. All right. Um, I want to take Garland, but Ooh. I'm taking Cade Cunningham. Okay. Okay. 21-year-old Cade Cunningham. Probably – one of the most versatile guards we have on here. Um, mm-hmm. Some of these guys I'm not even counting as a guard, but um, he's looked really, really good with Ivy. I love that. And then my big man, to get him off the board early, I'm going to take Mobley. I like Ooh, it. I love that stack. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really good one, Jeff. I mean, so give me a – let me get a little tangent off on this Mobley pick. So I think Mobley has looked really good this season. What is your I – mean, this is to you as well, Sean, not just to Jeff because he made the pick. Um, what are y'all, y'all's thoughts on what he needs to work on the most to take that next step that we all want him to take? What do you think it is specifically? Um, yeah, Jeff, you go ahead. I'm going to say he needs to develop more of an outside game because that's where the game is right now. Um, last year he shot 25% from three. And then also he shot 66% from free throw. I don't think that's great, but obviously mm-hmm. he's a big man, so he doesn't really need to be a great free throw shooter. But to really solidify himself as the best young big man, I think that he needs to shoot a lot better in general. He shot 25%, like I said, but 92 attempts. So it's not like he was not shooting. He shot more than a, a little more than once a game. Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to, and it's going to be hard to with the guards on his team, but yeah. I like him with the ball in his hands because, especially as a big, you're seeing 
guys like Paolo. If Chet would have played this year, you would have seen the ball in his hands a lot. But these big men that are extremely versatile, I mean, I think you can even throw Scotty Barnes into this, where they're probably like power forward center. But with them being able to handle the ball, most teams aren't going to have a big versatile enough to come and play you on defense. And play both. Both of you. Um, Especially when you're – I mean, if Evan Mobley is bringing the ball down and you're playing the Charlotte Hornets, one of P.J. Washington or Mason Plumlee are going to have to guard you. Which one of those are going to have to guard you? I think if he can bring out his ball handling more and shoot league average from the perimeter, then I think he is – just jumping in like I already think he's obviously in that top tier of bigs like young bigs but I think that just puts you another step above and makes Cleveland all that much all that much more dangerous I would like to add um along with Sean's argument about any bigs guarding them Jarrett Allen I really don't like but I feel like he's a good enough inside presence where Mobley doesn't have to be a rim runner for the offense for sure, yeah. I, I think he does excel as that, like, off-ball, kind of like a – almost like a Brook Lopez with the Giannis. Like, it allows him to not only get fed blocks, but also, like, not have to face up guard the center or, like, have to honestly just bang. Like, he, he's allowed to kind of be an, a roamer and take advantage of his size. Um, that weak side blocker. That's what exactly. you want a lot of players to become because that is where – most players excel in like these skinnier frame guys mm-hmm. excel in high school, college, no matter what, because like, I mean, when you look at Chet Holmgren, he's going to be the most used example because he's most built like Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw him with um, Drew Timmy and Drew Timmy's this big muscular mm-hmm. guy. He's going to be playing those big bruising bigs and Chet Holmgren's is going to come across and just block it, you know? And that's how the, Cavaliers are using Evan Mobley, which I think is great right now. But long-term, you probably want to phase Mobley in more to that center position mm-hmm. where versatile four, mm-hmm. like a, you could probably still use a chunky, like I'm saying like a Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. like you, that would be a perfect fit next to Mobley. Especially with, um, honestly, the big, big tie, tie back in or callback is kind of ties into what I was in that theory uh, episode. I did talking about like, a lot of these like super athletic like six ten guys that were we kind of want to play center fit perfectly next to a guy like that where it's like um, they're they're willing to bang and they're kind of like that grit and grind kind of guy that you're wanting to put next to your star that is that like lengthy guy who you want to let do everything. Um, um, at the Lakers, they need somebody for AD. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean that's why he played so great with Dwight because he got to use. I mean, his length and his versatility as a big to just come over, be that weak side blocker and the – I mean, I even right now, he's leading the league in stocks per game. And that's not something that you'd expect with him being the five, where it's kind of hard because you want him to be the five, mm-hmm. but you also want that big with him, which is where the NBA is, like, at right now, where they – want to have it like all these teams are wanting to get it but Mm -hmm. that big guy like you just can't find them together which is where like i think the raptors are kind of excelling in yeah because they're they're just saying fuck it they're saying fuck it and just getting as many of those guys as they can because they see the value in the multiplicity of them yeah all right well back to the draft (laughs) um so i took palo boncaro with my first pick 
And I'm going to take the last player in my superstar category. I'm going to take Tyrese Halliburton here. Fire. Um, taking a 20 and 12 guy. Um, I'm going to take him off the board, have two very highly versatile um, players with the ball in their hand. And I'm going to be able to fill out this roster with, you know, shooters with another big to handle alongside Paolo. And I think I have a great start to this team. That I can disagree with you. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I, I've not honestly nothing to add at all. I, I, I love your start. Um, and, you know, I kind of think taking Halliburton was a little bit of a – he didn't want him to come to me. I know it. I know it. Um, so, just to return the favor, big dog, I, I'm i going to go Josh Giddy next to Lamella because I know I know we're going to lose some bigs and some – I'm grouping a lot of guys in this big category um, just due to, you know, we lost Zion. You've already taken Paolo. Jeff's taken Mobley. So I'm kind of like, okay, do I buy into it? Do I punt it? And I don't know if I'm willing to completely punt it, but with Giddy, it allows me to where, like, with him being 6'8", if I got to, right, 6'8", with him, with him being 6'8", I, if I have to, I'm going to shoot. I have no problem playing him at three. I have no problem in some lineups when I'm at the four. If he's just an extra on my lineup, all right, he might be the two. So just going to add some versatility to my setup. Um, now this next one. It's kind of tough. It's pretty tough who I got to pick pick between, but I got to go Garland. I just think he's best available by a good a good tier break here. You guys are honestly sucking up my entire second tier. Um, so I got to go Garland. He's like the last person in my second tier. So I'm going Garland and Giddy here. So my my team so far is Lamelo, Darius Garland, Josh Giddy, in no particular order so far. Honestly, they all play center at this point. That's all you're gonna get from me. Okay. <laughs> Um, I will say that I think you messed up big time right here. Um, the with is somebody that I am actually shocked that you didn't take. I'm going to be taking Anthony Edwards here. Um, uh, versatile scoring guard has averaged 20 points for his career. Not in the best position this year, but is still averaging a career high 22 points. Um, he's versatile. Uh, he's an okay passer. He's getting that uh, – he's right around four assists per game. But the athleticism that I'm adding onto the team right here and with him being a league average shooter, he's shooting 35% from three. I think that I can fit him in – I say fit him into my team. He could end up being the best player on my team. <laughs> but adding this type of talent to the team is something that I just couldn't pass up on. I got. I got to go for a second. I did not. I did not rank Anthony Edwards. I, <laughs> I literally, in no joke, I'm not kidding. I was looking at my at my rankings and I was like, I feel like there's like two names I'm missing, and I couldn't figure out who the, who the two were. That was one of them, and I'm kind of scared to see who the second one is. So, Jeff, go ahead and take the second person that I probably didn't even rank. Well, okay. Let me <laughs> let me ask you right before, before Jeff picks. Would you have taken? Anthony Edwards over either of the two players that you took. Probably Garland, but okay. it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm not too. I mean, it's not. It. It's not a huge deal, mm-hmm. but just like knowing that you missed yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. just because oh, yeah. you didn't have a. He, he, he would have for me, but I'm not. I'm not too mad about it. But he definitely would have been up there. Okay, uh, so I was getting a phone you, call. You got, you got two picks. I was getting, a phone, 
I was getting a phone call on your second pick. I heard Garland, but who was your second pick? Oh, Dears Garland and Josh Giddy were my two. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, I feel pressure because you said to go ahead and take the second person you didn't rank. So um, kind of worried about that one, <laughs> but um, oh boy, um, a lot of options here. I know we there's a lot of good options. I'll say here, We're, we've kind of exited that super superstar tier, especially in the hours, straight to my fingertips. Um, but definitely a lot of guys who have a lot of potential. A lot of guys who are hoping to get into this superstar tier of these top. Six to eight guys. Who are so, you? Thinking? I'm gonna take Tyrese Maxey. Okay. Okay. Good pick. Very good pick. I like it. Eldon Johnson. Ooh. Now I can't lie. Sean put me on Keldon Johnson at the beginning of the season, and I'm a big fan. The Spurs, I, the Spurs might be my number one watch team. Now I do have. Two, three players on their team in Dynasty, but last year my, my most watched team was Cavs, probably maybe, I mean, maybe Bucks. Honestly, it might be Cavs, but Spurs might be my most watched. I, I'm a big fan of Keldon. Vassell's impressed me. Um, Pirtle is my favorite target to put on any competing team possible. Um, so I love the Keldon pick there. My reasoning behind it is, is I think they're both – they're not superstar shooters, but they're good enough shooters where they can shoot off ball. Mm-hmm. But defense is the main thing for me. I wanted two two guys that you know, Keldon's what what is Keldon listed at? He's at six five. He's kind of small for a small forward, but I feel like he could play up to guarding like the six eight guys and guard down to like six two. And well, then he plays powerful. I'm gonna say, so. yeah, he, he definitely plays bigger than his height. I think that height's a little okay. a little iffy. And that's something that you can put alongside Evan Mobley where he may not be the tallest guy, but, I mean, just like a player like Lou Dort, I mean, their body mass is enough to where they can hold on against the, I mean, even taller guys, the footers, mm-hmm. just because their lower body strength is going to help them enough to where they're not going to get in. I thought um, about Dort for a second. Hey, mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't be the worst pick. Um, so... I have two guys in my second star tier. I'm so they're two stars, not one stars. Or would you they, say would you say like half a star? No, they're, they're I mean they're very good complementary stars. Like they're not they're not just complementary pieces where it's like oh yeah I'm gonna add in these fringe players just to help. They're like the Bucks adding Drew Holiday or even. I would say might be a little better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, one is Chet Holmgren. I know it's hard to rank him because he hasn't played up to this point, and Zach is freaking out. I sometimes I oh wish that people God, could see. I I knew it was. Have. I knew there was two people I didn't rank. I literally knew there was two people I didn't rank. Um, so, <sighs> um, Chet is one player that. Obviously, I would love because I've met him. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, he's on my team. And all of it. Um, another player here that I'm thinking about is Scotty Barnes. But with the big man depth, after this, I think it just falls off a cliff, honestly. And 
Right here, I'm taking Chet Holmgren. God damn. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, I wish we could have like a video camera right here where everybody could just see our reactions because sometimes we're just like we feel like the stupidest people in the world because one of us thinks of something and the other one is just like i i don't know how i missed that but yeah i'm so mad bruh i literally looked through so many lists and so many like advanced metrics and i was like okay i feel like i'm missing someone and obviously should have shown up but chet bruh how do how do i not rank chet um well incredible and uh, incredible pick um I'm I'm shook. I don't even have to take now. Um, so I got back to back takes. Currently, I have Lamelo, Giddy, Darius Garland. So I kind of need a little bit. <laughs> kind of. Just maybe. Um, so actually, I'm gonna take someone who I kind of was had my eye. On. Actually, I'm gonna just call both Jackson and I got Scotty Barnes right here. Um, I, I think these are two perfect pairs to run with my three. Honestly, three three guard setup. Um. I got to see the Scotty playmaking. I know I'm not the highest person on him, but uh, his usage has been up. I do think it's a little forced, but with this setup, he don't even got to do it. I'm just trying to get him cutting constantly, and he's going to be fed with three great passers. Um, Jaron Jackson, most definitely not my favorite player on ball, but with this setup, again, I might have three guys who are 20 to 27 usage percentage, um, which would be really, really nice with these two guys I just picked. Um, but just, just so we're clear, I'm taking Scotty above Jared Jackson. <laughs> just, just so. <laughs> Actually, maybe I'll take Scotty lower just so I can say I got Scotty Barnes in the fifth round. I don't know. But on to you, Sean. All right. So with the last pick for my starting lineup, I'm going to go with a player that's already been mentioned a little bit. I'm going to go with Devin Vassell here. Right. Um, Damn. I think he is perfect for my team because I can play him at that interchangeable two, three spot. And he can play defense on either position. But the biggest reason I'm taking him is the aforementioned part in my game where my two, well, I mean, all four of my players are basically stars at this point, but um, the, my two first picks, while they are decent to good shooters, I have to add in another like star shooter. He's pure shooter. And, Devin Vassell is shooting 43.6% from three on seven, almost seven and a half attempts per game. Mm -hmm. So adding that onto my team gives my stars a basically release valve to just get rid of the ball and just basically just run back on defense. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited because that, that two, I guess you're, who would you run at the three there? Halliburton I'd probably run Vassell. Vassell at, I think so as well. I have Halley at the one, Edwards at the two, Vassell three. Okay. And then okay. Tyler. Yeah, I, I I think I like that. So I think Edwards is also very easily flipped to that three yeah, spot. That's, just what, for that's why I was saying yeah, the interchangeable yeah. part in there. Yeah. And honestly, with that, even if Hall, even if Edwards is your three, you've got two guys who shoot – how many does Vassell shoot? You said seven? Yeah, Vassell think, shoots almost seven and a half threes a game. Yeah, I think Halliburton's like seven, seven point two. He's over seven as well, and they're both shooting like forty some percent. So Edwards doesn't even have to shoot; all of his shooting is just a plus. Um, so that, that definitely helps Paolo, and most definitely helps Chet. So I really like that ad. Uh, on to you, Jeff. You got back to back picks, so you're picking your fifth starter, and then your sixth man, 
straight off the bench for you. Could be a starter if you end up switching it out, but on to you, Jeff. So for my fifth starter, I'm going to pick Isaiah Stewart. Okay. Um, play him okay. at the five, like we were talking about earlier. You know, the big guy that could bang down low. That way Mobley doesn't really have to be forced into that role right away. Um, I'm kind of a low-key Pistons fan, so I like Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, I, think you, I think you should take the time to explain that one a little bit for everyone. Actually, actually refresh it for me. So I'm I'm all the way caught up as well. Uh, give me, give me the, the whole the whole thing, like from Lakers at the very beginning to swapping. You know, you know. So I was okay. I was born. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I was born into it. My my real dad was a Lakers fan when I was growing up, so that's all we watched. You know, and I started really getting into basketball the 2009 playoffs when we were making our first playoff run, and I think that so we beat the Magic the first year, right in that back to back. I think it was Magic, then late, and then the Celtics next year. Um, I just – it was hard not to like watching Kobe be the uh, – in my eyes, the best player ever for, you know, five or six seasons from mm-hmm. 06 to 11, if you ask me. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the best player on the court every time he stepped on the court. It was hard not to like him. And then the him and the pairing with Pau Gasol, the, they just complement each other. I loved watching their basketball. And um, – it, it transitioned, you know, the Lakers went through their bad spell after the championship. They one year, I think they it was 2011, they got beat by the Thunder in the playoffs, and then the next year, 12. Okay, so it was Mavericks swept us in the second round in 11, and then the Thunder beat us in the f- first round in 12. Yeah, and that was the same year that Metal World Peace elbowed Harden in the back of the head, right? It was, <laughs> I remember that vividly. Um, and then we kind of went through our tanking thing, and then here we are 10 years later. We won one championship in the bubble. It's a Mickey Mouse title, so some people like to call it. Um, I've kind of transitioned into liking and doing my own thing sports-wise. Um, a lot of the other sports teams that my dad I may, basically made me watch growing up I love, but I, the Lakers, in the, the, the direction they're going in, I don't feel like it's great. I mean, I think they could compete this year, but I don't think they're – I, I could see them sneaking into the play-in spot, but I kind of wanted to find my own identity, and the Pistons kind of felt like a young team that really nobody thinks about. You know, um, I feel like they got a lot of potential on the team, and it just kind of felt good to have something new to kind of focus on all the time, which I can't really say I focus on it because I really don't. I haven't watched a full NBA game this season. You got to so- lock in, Jeff. Come on now. You know, now that football's kind of winding down, we see the, t- the title favorites. I probably won't be watching any Broncos primetime games anymore. That's a <laughs> big no-no now. But um, Isaiah Stewart, just the way he plays in their system, you know, you look at the stats and he, he's not – his stats only great. I mean, last year he averaged eight, eight and a half, eight and a half rebounds and one block. It doesn't feel great, but I think that paired with Mobley, this guy would – I think he would boom. A hundred percent. Well, heck yeah. You got one more pick, Jeff, for your six man. And actually, I'm going to spring this on you last minute. Me and Sean just decided we're doing eight players. So we got three bench spots. So oh. plan, plan that out as well. I'm putting it on you right on the spot. I'm sorry. Okay. Six man, no doubt in my mind, Tyler Hero. Okay. Okay. I guess. I guess. I'm not the biggest Tyler Hero person, but I completely understand, like, especially if you know he's going to have that role and you know he already dominates in that role. I can very clearly understand the pick. 
I really don't need to explain it. You, you I mean, you. <laughs> he, he's a six man. That's it. That's this guy is the best six man probably. Sean, but, yeah. you, were you were you thinking Telehero, Sean? Oh, I mean, he was. So I have I have my tiers listed, and he's at the top of my super bench players. Ooh. Um, but. I'm going with a guy that is listed in my small ball heroes. Okay. He's at the top of this list. And he's pretty familiar with my uh, first round pick, having uh, played this season with him. Um, I'm going to be going with Franz Wagner here okay. for my first bench spot. Um, a first bench, um, just like I've been saying for almost all of my players, versatility is key. That is what I love from everybody and zach's doing a good job with this too uh jeff a lot of your players are pretty versatile um they're like isaiah stewart you know he's just going to be slotted at that center spot so before that i think all of our teams were extremely versatile to an extent and i like adding franz bogner honestly the way he's played this year alongside another ball dominant guy another star I think he could play anywhere from the two to the four, and he just adds into my mix and match group that I have right now where I could replace Wagner with anybody on my team, and I could be completely comfortable with the five on the court. Okay. I like that a lot, a ton, actually. He's actually pretty high on my list. Um, shoot. Okay, so since we're doing, we're doing eight this time, so we're, we're doing – got to keep that in mind. So I got Jaron Jackson, Scotty were my last two. I think one has to be Jalen just for the just the nuke potential. I understand the the woes that he's going through, but with this team, like being that he's six six or something something like that, he I just value the fact that like if I need to, he could very easily slide into my three spot if I needed a starter rather than Let's say if I get like a giddy injury or something, or like giddy can't come in there. Um, and especially being a six man, that would be a role that I think like with his usage and the way that he shoots would actually be really, really nice. All right. I'm going to break something to you. He's only six, four. Oh no. He, but he bigger than that. I think I've said that before that he looks bigger than six, four, but um, so I'm going to Jen green. And then let me think, let me think, let me think. Hmm. I'm trying to decide if I want to just starve you guys out completely. I think I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go Wendell Carter Jr. I like his versatility. I think it's a little bit of a reach, but just the way that he can like fit into my lineup if I needed like a full body center, um, he can really go in there. His passing is extremely well, or it fits extremely well with how I want to like pass and run my team. Um. So I'm going to go Jalen Green and then Wendell Carter Jr. for my turn. All right. So back to me. I'm going to go with probably the least versatile player on my newly constructed team. Um, It's a guy that sprung into a pretty big spotlight um, this past season when the star player on his team went out. I'm going to be going with a versatile. Not, um, let's not let's not say first time. Yeah, we're gonna go up, with we're gonna go with a lethal scoring guard that is following in the footsteps of his predecessor who got traded last season. 
I'm going with Anthony Simons here. Ooh. A mm. player that can average probably 25 points coming off the bench for me is something that I I mean Jalen Green probably could. Everybody's six men can probably average that, but that's not something you're normally going to find. Mm-hmm. And this season, 22 and a half points, four assists, and adding into the three-point shooting, the past two seasons, he's at 415 uh, percentage from three. This season, he's shooting 37.4%, but he's shooting 10 and a half a game. Yeah. So, They're letting him really, really just chuck the thing. So adding that onto my team, like I was saying earlier, I need shooters, whether that's off the bench or whether that's in the starting lineup, I'm adding them where I can. I like it a lot. Jeffrey, you got back-to-back picks, and this is going to round out your team. So put a lot of effort into these. So um, I don't know why he's failed this far, but I'm going to take R.J. Barrett. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. I like it. De- definitely be... a faller. Definitely a faller. I, I was kind of a, assuming he would go in that like six man grouping, but I get he has like been a little off recently. But just his age and how many like c- coming in at such a young age and already being in the league for so long and only being twenty two at this point, like I mean he, he he definitely still has a bright future just from what we've already seen. It's like it's kind of like those guys that honestly this Sean likes that are just so young that it's like all right they're gonna have three years before they're even, like, at a level that we think is, like, competitive. But it's, like, they're going to be the same age as someone who just came in at that point, though. Yeah, um, basically, you can, you can draft a guy that's 18 years old. Uh, I'm going to – actually, I'm going to hold it until my next pick just so I don't lose out on my guy. But once I take the pick, I'll explain what I was about to explain right there. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, one more. I'm going to explain a little bit on R.J. Barrett. I would like him to be the playmaker guy if Cade Cunningham is not playing up to level. Okay. I would see him at my point guard spot. Um, With my next pick. And also, final pick. And final pick. Um, I don't know. Um, It's kind of – this is a tough choice for me. Uh, I mean – Mm. Tick tock, tick tock, Jeff. I'm like, I'm gonna take Benedict Mathurin. Okay, Mathurin, let's go. Yeah, Mathurin's been balling. Um, he is a lethal, lethal scorer. Uh, and I actually made a call out in our last episode that well, me and Sean just did like a weekly recap, and I made a note for myself for this upcoming draft that was like, don't discount. The Matherin guy, the the guy that shows that he can score, shows he can play off ball, shows he can play in a system that is like already NBA level, and yet we're discounting because of the age, um, because he came out as a sophomore. So I love that pick, Jeff. I would like to add he's almost averaging twenty as a rookie and shooting forty two percent from three. Just that's also off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has but yet he has to start a game. Orlando too, so. So, going to be explaining why I like those young guys that come into the league. You know, they're super young. Most of the time, they're the youngest player in the draft. You know, they could be top three youngest. Um, 
I'm taking Alexei Pokashevsky with my final pick. The reason I'm taking him, this is basically his rookie year right now. This is also a reason because he's a year only Thunder player. Oh, I guess you got right, Chad. You got Chad. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's screaming at me, and I like. I wanted to have you know a tweener off the bench. Um, I could have gone with another shooter, but you know, I was, I, I had to fill it out. I had to have the twin towers together, mm-hmm. Poku and Chet. Um, but basically, you can draft a player that's eighteen years old, and you can form them to be exactly whether that. Potential has to be there, the ability, like they have to want it too. But you can form a young player, in this case, Alexei Pokashevsky. This would basically be his rookie year right now. I mean, he's turning 21. He turns 21 in December. So he is barely older than Chet Holmgren. He's like the same age as Franz. There's players that are in this upcoming draft that are the same age or older than him. Mm -hmm. And this is his third NBA season. Yeah, this is his third year in the NBA. This is his third year with NBA trainers with, like, I mean, he came in looking like a string bean. He still doesn't look big. But, (laughs) I mean, his lower body strength Mm -hmm. is, like, noticeably better. And he's up to almost 10 points a game. He's fifth in block. 1.9, 1.9, and that's with, like, I know at the beginning of the season, he had, like, three straight zero-block games, and lately he's had two-block games, three-block games, four-block games, and it's just brought him up the leaderboard. And another great is he's shooting 41.7% from three. Only on three-and-a-half attempts per game, but I don't need him to shoot every time. I need him to be that weak side blocker like we were talking about earlier where he can just come over and swap anything because somebody's banging with Paolo. Somebody's banging with Chet. Mm-hmm. Like, the three bigs that I have on my team, I mean, I can even throw Franz Wagner in there with the versatility. Like, those four are so interchangeable in my lineup that I'm not afraid against any of the bigs in this draft. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just looking it up because I was curious. So, Poku has five games. So, he's played 14. Five of those games, he's had three or more blocks in. And those are all – I'm pretty sure all been after his shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first two – so, the, he had two zeros to start the season, basically. Or two, two zeros game, you know, three and four. Honestly, his last are incredible, the average. Um, uh, over the shorter span – Okay, he's averaging 2.4 blocks a game. Holy cow. That is that, – and now that's with 11, almost 12 points per game, six rebounds, two assists, and three stocks, 3.1. Uh, incredible. Um, honestly, not someone I ranked, but I do like, like how he fits to your team. Um, my final one, and to close our draft out, I'm going to let you two decide. I'm going to okay. let the two of you guys decide. All right. Oh. So I have let's pick the worst one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um so my thought process kind of going through the whole thing was I knew there was wasn't a lot of like depth at big. But I got J uh Triple J and then I got Scotty Bourne, so I was like, okay, I feel okay. Um then I got Wendell Carter, 
So I was like, okay, I do have that backup and or option to go fully big. Um, so my three that I'm kind of deciding between are going to be Keegan Murray. I think kind of fell a little bit. I probably would have almost taken him last round instead of Wendell Carter. I had them pretty close. Um, and then I have Shangun, who I think is just a, a fit guy who just kind of feels like he should be on my team. Um, the way I have like all the lengthy, just wanting to create guys. Um, and then I have a pure shooter option in Sadiq Bay, who actually barely meets the age threshold. Uh, yeah. Um, I, ha- I had him on my list. I put him in that super bench players uh, mm-hmm. role. But I'm going to name a few players that you didn't mention, mm-hmm. which Shingun, I thought about him, but I just, I didn't like how he would fit with my team because my team's pretty free flowing. Like anybody can handle the ball. And it won't get stuck anywhere. But I do like him as a potential pick here. Um, Some players that I think you're not taking into account. I don't know if you rank them or not. Mm -hmm. Gary Trent Jr. Like, I don't know how he meets the age range. Mm -hmm. But. um, Sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah. Um, He's within within days. Gotta be right. Grant Williams. Another one that you would not think fits the age range. But he's in there. Yeah. He's a big that can shoot from the perimeter. Nick Claxton, it's a questionable one, but, I mean, he could be thrown in there. Jabari Smith, uh, it's been rough with how he's played, but mm-hmm. if you need that perimeter shooter, obviously I didn't take him for my team for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need a bruising big, Jalen Duran. Jordan Poole's on there if you need a score, but I think you have enough of that with Jalen Green coming off the bench. Um the one thing that I do question a little bit is Josh Giddy, Scotty Barnes, and Wendell Carter, and I could even throw Jaron Jackson into this, aren't really get-a-bucket kind of guys. Mm-hmm. They feel more like, obviously, Josh Giddy wants to get the ball to other people, like get mm-hmm. them open. And I feel like you need a little more scoring. I'm thinking pool. Yeah. Kind of so, talking me into pool right here. Because so, I do kind of agree. I, I like the fact that I need, like, almost like that Chris Middleton role mm-hmm. to fill. I know I not obviously can't have Chris Middleton or anything like that. but um, And Shaden Sharp is another name that wasn't mentioned. But, you know, obviously he's a rookie. Very, very, very raw. Didn't play any college ball. Um, could be a potential name. But I think Jordan Poole might be where you need to go just with the scoring that you can add in. Sure. All right, let's do it. I'm Jeff, gonna... I didn't give you any say in that. Do you agree? <laughs> um, I would, Jordan Poole was the, the guy I was uh, like debating on with Benedict, but I think I had plenty of scoring, so I just went with Benedict. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Poole. Um, I wanted to let you guys kind of pick that. I was pretty open. Keegan was my highest ranked, second highest ranked to Shangun. Uh, I honestly did not rank pool either. I kind of I, I knew he was under the threshold. I knew Grant Williams was under there, but and they were a little bit lower for me. But I like the fit with pool. I didn't think my team was gonna need that touch, so I liked it a lot. Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna run through the the, the teams and uh, close this out here. Honestly, um, we're not gonna do awards, by the way. Um, we want to kind of focus on the draft, basically give Jeff and like our teams like the whole and holding you out longer than that. Um, but let's, I'll start out with Jeff's team. So Jeff took, in order, he was in the third spot of Serpentine. He took 
Cade Cunningham. Then he went Mobley to double tap right there. Then on his next comeback around, he got Maxi and Keldon Johnson. Um, a nice little combo there. Two guys love to put the ball in the hoop. Um, then he went Isaiah Stewart as just a grinder to kind of match with Mobley. Um, and then he goes Telehero straight off the bench with R.J. Barrett and Benedict Matherin coming off the bench. Those three guards coming off the bench are just straight scores. That is 100% that. They are, they are definitely set up to score. Um, and then for Sean's team, he started out with Paolo Banquero um, and then tapped Tyrese Halliburton. Had to steal him from me, and I already knew that was kind of going to happen. Um, then makes me an idiot, to be fair, taking Anthony Edwards that I didn't forgot to rank. Um, then come back around, catch me again because he gets Chet, who I forgot to rank again. Um, then he goes Devin Vassell as a great touching shooting piece to go with his team. Um, and then he goes Franz and Pokashevsky coming off the bench in that order. Um, and then I went with LaMelo as the first overall pick. Then Gideon Garland as a back-to-back. Then I went Scotty Barnes and Jaron Jackson Jr. And then just uh, round up my bench. Um, I took Jalen Green and then Jordan Poole as like a nice little touch piece coming off the bench to uh, kind of round everything out. Well, we can either put a po- – can't we do polls on – Anchor now? I think we can. I think I think it posted to Spotify. Perfect. That would be great. Um, we'll put a poll out there. I'll probably throw out a poll on Twitter with the names. Mm. Um, if you want to pick who you think is the best, we're gonna throw them out there, and you can go to my Twitter. I'm sure Zach will retweet it. Jeff will probably get to retweet it. Um, but pick your favorite one. Do we want to announce who we think is the best team? Uh, no. no let's leave it up let's leave it up to the listeners all right well that'll do it for the break starter podcast plus jeffrey marshall uh you know we love you and we're out howdy bye later